it's been 12 years since we've had a Star Trek show on TV. 12 years. 12 long years. Yes. Thanks but. to Netflix, though, it kind of helps in, you know, Hulu. It kind of yeah. softens that because you can go back and rewatch. But yeah, I mean, to not have new content, it's been too long. Luckily, we've had the JJ movies to right. kind of help that uh, missing element of right. television, which is where Trek started. Right. So it's very, uh, very important and historical for the show. Finally, after all these delays, Discovery's finally here. Finally. Finally. I just I can't believe it. It's great. I'd like to welcome everyone to uh, episode one here. This is Star Trek Discovery Mission Report. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. What's been going through your mind since, uh, you know, during the whole time of Discovery's development? So during the development, you know, I was just getting really amped because I think Star Trek, I think it needs TV. I think one reason the J.J. verse maybe didn't take off as much. I mean, I enjoyed it. But I think I could have enjoyed it more if it was like the other Star Treks that had movies, that it had a centerpiece of a TV show around it to expand more on mm-hmm. what that universe has. Right. You know, the J.J. verse didn't have that. And, you know, which, again, I did like it. I mean, Pine's version of Kirk, yeah. dead on, you right. know, and yeah. just amazing. You know, Scotty, though. I mean, they really killed it, um, you know, doing a great job with the characters. But... I think not having that presence, you know, just kind of makes it look more like a one-off. Right. And now with Discovery coming back, all I've kept thinking about is, you know, we finally have an episodic Star Trek back in the house to build some lore. They don't have to rush through a story in two hours. Boom. They can just do it and, and have fun with it. And man, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I was just... Uh... I was giddy with all the the images we got. Oh and man, the casting announcements! I, I was just so ready for this show. You know, it, the delays really, you know, hurt. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, "Is this ever going to happen?" Oh and, yeah, and you start questioning that. Yeah, and you get the negative press and mm-hmm. all that. But you know, we lost Brian Fuller as showrunner during the whole delay process. But luckily, at least the first, uh, I think, three episodes are written by him. So the vision yeah. is set. Pretty much, so so we'll see how it yeah right <laughs> hands out right. But boy, you know, I mean, I think um, you know in the in the upcoming on season you know or episode four yes, I didn't see anything in there that made me think you know oh man this Big looks change. really different or something's going on <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it looks like we're following that path right very well so hopefully that continues yeah for those who don't know Steve and I are huge Star Trek fans so oh boy you know. it's ugly yeah. <laughs> The minute the premiere was announced, uh, we couldn't wait to get together and decided we should do this show. Oh, yeah. To talk about Discovery. It's the perfect opportunity to take episode by episode and um, just, you know, uh, review and discuss yeah. um, things. Maybe Easter eggs we find. Yeah. Which I have found quite a few without looking too hard. Yeah. So this show will be uh, about the first three episodes. Right. Which is like a great happy accident, really, because it... We didn't get to Discovery itself until episode right. three. So, I, yeah, the die is cast, you know. Yeah. So it's easier for to to kind of talk about this, and then we're going to take it one by one and yeah, have some fun with it. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. It's very yeah, exciting. And it's funny because I mean, Star Trek's just so huge for me. And someone at work today was uh, they made fun of Star Wars, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, settle down. That's not even cool talk because I love Star Wars. Keep the peace. <laughs> but if they would have done that to Star Trek. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not sure they would have had both of their arms afterwards. You know, I mean, I'll defend Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Be a few attempts at the uh, Vulcan nerve. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, like, Star Trek was my first love. I love Star Wars, and I'm, I'm all for the new Star Wars oh, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I take it a little bit more serious when people, you know, dig up my Star Trek. Exactly. So, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Right. Uh, you know, this show is unique in, um, for many reasons. It's um first female-led show. Mm-hmm. It's a serial- serialized story, which is very new to this whole... Yeah. You know, it's still episodic, but it's also... There's it keeps going. In motion, yes. Yeah, there's a continuing plot line and thread through the whole deal, which is awesome. And I think Enterprise worked... I mean, all the shows before had have had arcs, maybe not TOS, but... The other ones, I think, have had arcs here and there. And I think Deep Space Nine was the closest to following an overall story right. while still having some fun. And, you know, exactly. Uh, I mean, they weren't as strict with it as I think, you know, right. Discovery will be. But that was the first one where you saw, I mean, yeah, Voyager wanted to go home. You knew that. But then everything else was just one off. Right. And, you know, but with, you know, Deep Space Nine, it was a Cardassian conflict and the Dominion and all that was always lurking in, in the, the background. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just a, a lot of ideas were yeah. um, brought about. and Absolutely. And so that was pretty neat. And so to see Discovery picking up on that and taking it a step further. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, and this uh, has uh, a lot in common with TNG being that it's been a long time since it's been on television. Right. So, you know, even though DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise, you know, they had to um, they had to make their shows work. You know, they had to be successful. They still were able to have a nice lead-in. Right. So, you know, this is very close to TNG. Unfortunately, I was too young at the time to really know what was all going on. Yeah. I just kind of went into TNG. Yeah. I was introduced to it by friends and just loved it. This show shares a lot of that. And yeah. I, I'm sure I... I'm now feeling a lot of the same feelings you had right. back then because, you know, a lot was on the line. Yeah, a ton. A lot. So, And, you know, especially being a fan of the original series, mm-hmm. obviously I was not, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> alive during the original series. <laughs> Close, <laughs> but not quite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the 70s, they were on in syndication all the time, you yep. know, and I watched... You know, some of my earliest memories are watching Star Trek with my dad and my brother, you know, yeah. and... Uh, so yeah, when when the next generation came around, I was one of those skeptics. Who's this bald dude? You know, yeah. And, and you uh, had a right to be right, you, you know? know. But they proved it. They proved it tenfold. You know, it was awesome. I so. think a lot of people thought it was maybe a reboot, right? You know, and they were like, "How dare you?" Right? Yeah. So like a next generation type storyline does not bother me. You know? Yeah, it was awesome though. When you know, I watched it for a few episodes and I was I was sold. Yeah, it was cool. You know, one of the benefits of this show is um, it's it's got a high budget. Uh huh. It's like a lot of money's put into a it. Lot. It's very um, cinematic looking. Right. It's not really cheap effects or anything. Yeah, you're here. watching a 45 minute movie almost yeah. every single episode. Very top yeah. notch. Yeah, it's very good. So that being said, you know, comes into play CBS All Access. Right. Um, you know, this is the first Star Trek show, which you know they just showed one episode. Yeah. On CBS, and then the rest of it's on this streaming network. Yeah, it's online. That's yeah. a gamble. It is. It is. You know, it's a huge gamble, and I don't know what CBS's numbers are for subscribers and all that stuff, but my only concern is just, is it going to be enough to maintain the quality that we've right. seen thus far? Because it is. It's a visually incredible show it's beautiful and you know you can always tell the difference (laughs) when a show loses budget 
Yeah. You know, and, and I don't, I'd hate to see Discovery oh, suffer same. that. Yeah. Just because it's been remarkable to look at. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> Effects, right. sets, design, uh, alien design. I mean, you know, it's has Emmy smell all over it for visual. <laughs> oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? I mean, come on. Pretty sweet. And the acting's really yeah. good. and Right. But, you know, CBS All Access, I mean, I have to say it's... You know, it's it's affordable. Um, so many people are cutting the cord on cable anymore, and it's, you know, what's ten ninety nine for the ad free version? Yes. Of it, um, I can't do ads. Um, <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's, it my advanced years. Yeah. I only have so long to enjoy <laughs> shows. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, it's got a lot. It doesn't have all of the CBS library, but it has a lot, you know, and if you like old shows and, you know, some of the newer stuff, I mean, they've got a ton to choose from and to watch. Sure. Um, from classic all the way to current. And, you know, I think, uh, by and large, it's going to be worth the money. I mean, you know, my, both my wife and daughter have already started watching stuff on it, you know, so they're jumping in, you know, they like it and it's, yeah. uh, it's a pretty neat service. Yeah. There's movies on there. Yeah. Which movies I was, too. I was surprised. I thought yeah. it was just CBS right. related things, but yeah, they got some movies on there and, um, yeah. I think all the Star Trek, uh, series, every are Star on there. Trek, yep. including the animated series, which oh, in sweet. retrospect yep. is so good. Yeah. Cause they could do more with they animation. They could do more with the animation. The voice work isn't maybe quite as emotive as I'd like it to be. Yeah. But at least it's still the originals and, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone's on there except Chekhov. Chekhov, I think, is the only one that wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the best voice work was Leonard Nimoy. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, he still just sounded perfect in his character. Yeah. And, you know, Shatner, I think, kind of phoned it in a little bit here and there. <laughs> but, I mean, it was still cool. He's like, so. can I get my check? <laughs> I know, right? We didn't, I we... need my check. <laughs> we didn't yell cut yet, William. <laughs> Bill. Sleeping out in his van. <laughs> yeah, it's camper. And you can also get the five ninety nine version, which is with commercials. Yep. Uh, I did sample that for the free trial, which you get a week's worth uh-huh. for that price. It's not terrible, but yeah. you, you know, when it's I up get, to your preference, I guess. You know, it helps yeah. me get into the show if right. it just keeps going. I'm yeah. just too used to that Netflix setup. Right, Netflix and Hulu. And Hulu, I know, has an ad mm-hmm. version as well, but. Those platforms do spoil you rotten, they you do. know, when you they don't do. have to watch an it's ad. It's like, well, let's go for it. Let's yeah. pay a little extra. It's okay. It's really, really worth it, I think, to sign up for the 999 version. Mm-hmm. Love in the commercial free. And, you know, like, uh, you know, with the movies and other TV shows, this also offers a After Trek show, which is like, for those who know The Walking Dead, there's a Talking Dead yeah. show that comes right after, and they recap the show, and they even have like um, actors from the show come on as guests, and they'll do like Q and As and all yeah. that. Pretty much the same format. Gorgeous set they're on. They have this yeah. beautiful Star Trek table they made. Matt Myra hosts it. Who is a he's a very talented writer, producer, podcaster. Oh, cool! And uh, a massive Star Trek fan. Uh, you know, just from hearing him yeah. out there talk about Star Trek, he even has a podcast himself about the next generation. They oh, go cool. episode by episode. Yeah. I was anxious to see what, you know, he had to say about it. Sure. And luckily, I, I didn't realize he was hosting this After Trek show. <laughs> so I was like, I know what he's saying about Bonus. it. Bonus. Yeah. But it's it's fun. It's a great show. It, see, and I haven't caught one of those yet. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to have to catch up on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, they'll take you behind the scenes. Right. Q&A, sneak peeks to the next episode. 
trivia. Oh, sweet. I mean, it is really a fun show. Nice. So, yeah, I can't recommend All Access enough. I, I think it's definitely worth the service. Like Steve said, people are cutting cable now. Like, this yeah. is really... This is good. You can watch all your. You can watch Big Bang Theory. Oh, if, you, yeah. if you like that show, um, all CBS stuff, um, even the evening news. If you want to watch that, <laughs> yeah. you know, sixty minutes, and it says yeah. something like you know season fifty or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. like, I wonder if you can go back to the smoke. first season. Right. I know. I told Jennifer, I'm like, do you want to watch season two, episode three of sixty <laughs> minutes? I'm really a. I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, this digital quality is just not right. <laughs> For those in the UK, you um, you're you know you're lucky. You can actually watch this on Netflix. Yeah. So I do hope you know if and so far I think the subscription to CBS All Access is up. Right. So that's great. Yeah. But I hope that if uh, Star Trek doesn't do the numbers like they want, maybe a backup plan would go to Netflix. Keep the budget though. I would hope so. Don't that cut they would that find... budget. Yeah. So yeah, I think now for those who are hooked, which I think you and I yeah. are. You know, we expect that now, and I really hate to lose that. Right. But, you, you know, it'd still be a good show, but, it, man, these effects, uh, we'll get into it Yeah, here. unreal. So, we're not sponsored by them or anything. No, we're we not. Just, uh, we want you to see this show. We're making zero dollars on <laughs> yeah. this, uh, but yeah. it's, uh, it is, and it is worth it, you know, and as exactly. as an octogenarian, you know, it's got the old school Hawaii Five O on there, and I love that. There you so, go. I've there you go. a bunch of those. Awesome. Well... I think uh, we're probably ready to dive in. Yeah. Episode one here, the Vulcan Hello. Right. What are your first thoughts? So I, watching it, I mean, I was just blown away, of course, from the visual aspect of it. And it was, um, now that said, I liked it. I wasn't yet quite sold on if I loved it or not. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a cool introduction to some of the characters. The alien, is it Surah? What's his name? Your guess is better than mine. (laughs) I don't. I, I can't get IMDb. It's a down Klingon here. Uh, name. Well, and, no, the uh, the tall alien on the ship. The um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, I mean, I I, I thought he was fascinating. You know, yes. and very cool. And of course, obviously, the visuals are just incredible. You know, some people are talking about the Klingons and maybe you know how that might be a little overboard. I, I don't know. Um, that was the only other problem I had with it. It wasn't their look. It was the language mm-hmm. a little bit was just, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was. And, you know, I think that language is best when it's really enunciated well. Worf did it amazingly, Michael Dorn. And, um, you know, we saw that with a lot of different actors that played Klingons over the years. And and the main guy, I wish I knew his name, uh, you know, fascinating character and stuff, but... It just seemed like he had cotton on the back of his mouth sometimes, and yeah, it, you know he just. I was, get that. It was hard to understand the actual. Now this is how nerdy it gets when uh, you feel like the Klingon language isn't quite as articulate as it should be. <laughs> maybe you need to just relax, and so that's probably where I'm at. I just need yeah. to settle down a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, it did help. Uh, I mean, initially it was uh, kind of a hard experience because so much reading and you right. can't really watch what's going on at the same time yeah it's kind of hoping they would pull like a uh, hunt for red october to do a transition yeah. to english you know something just um yeah oh you know he does have a after lots of dialogue he has that one line we come in peace and maybe that was a segue to english yeah maybe but i mean i yeah, get it a it. long time it's, getting there <laughs> right it, you know it's, it's written well and uh, you know yeah the delivery was pretty well um i, I do like the look too uh-huh I hope they're able to kind of um, maybe explain. I, I, I don't 
I can't imagine Worf looking like that if right. that's what they're trying to do, you know, change the whole entire look. Right. You know, I think the Klingons, um, they've been through a lot of changes. Tons. <laughs> a lot, actually. And, yeah. you know, it's a... Uh, I don't have a problem suspending that stuff to, no, you know, yeah. uh, invite new change. You know, and I thought what was really interesting was, you know, it was almost a different different races of Klingons. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kind of thrown in there, too. And so I thought that was a pretty sweet touch, um, yeah. you know, in a whole hierarchy. And it was just the Klingon ship itself was very sweet and interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the costumes the Klingons wore were genuinely pretty badass. And so that was cool, too. And this this main Klingon, I think he has um, a, a will to show that he's worthy. Right. Because it, it looks like, well, I don't know if he had parents or... Well, actually, he did. Yeah. His father had that ship, right. I think. and It was his father's he, ship before. and Right. Yep. And as a child, he found it and just gradually restored it. Mm-hmm. But he got his ass kicked quite a bit from oh, yeah. other Klingons. So he was picked on, you yeah. know. And I think he's just out to, to prove himself. And maybe the... The people on the, his ship are kind of all in the same boat, maybe. Um, Outcasts, that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. It is, it is interesting because you do have like that albino Klingon. Uh-huh. So it's like very on the nose of yeah. race, you know, relations within a race, yeah. which is, you know, actually Klingons have never really, I don't think, have um, tried that before. I mm-hmm. mean, they've tried it with like certain houses they're from, right. you know, Um but they never went that lab. far with it, and I thought no. that was, I thought that was actually pretty cool. It was. I, yeah. I thought that was a uh, pretty inviting. It was. It was very cool. Uh, you know, so after we get um, after we get that uh, big speech, um, yeah. we get into the credits, which are really cool. I think yeah. uh, no song, right? <laughs> and I like the visuals. Uh, you know, it was weird seeing the discovery so much, mm-hmm. not seeing it in the show. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I dug the theme. I thought it was pretty good. No, no singing, no enterprise. I'm sorry. Yay! It's been a lot. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think they they tackled it pretty well. And then we get to see um, Sonequa Martin Green, who plays First Officer yep. Number One, mm-hmm. Michael Burnham, yep. and Michelle Yeoh, Captain Giorgio. Was yeah, that, right. And she was awesome. Yeah, very, very great. And she's great in anything she's ever done. Really, in my opinion. Uh, she can't do a lot of wrong, but uh, I was very anxious when she was cast. I, I thought that, that was great. That was great awesome, choice. and yeah. uh, you know that scene with them in the desert and stuff. I mean, that was just really it was cool character development. Yeah, you know that piece, especially introducing those characters that way. Because if I do have a complaint, it's just that I would have liked to have known a little bit more about these guys before they were really thrust in. But you know, at the same time, right. That's you know that's not always easy to do, and then when you have fifteen episodes, do what you want to do. You got to get moving. You know? a, so yeah, exactly. yeah, and, and uh, but yeah, the visuals on the planet alone when they were there, and then getting picked up and the whole deal. I mean, it was just it was awesome. Well, it's just it's a casual uh, introduction, like yeah, uh, you know, uh, maybe aside from TOS, all the other shows had the formal introduction where mm-hmm. you get the band together yeah. and you go out in space, and so this is very. This is very different. I guess you could say episode three is that introduction. It really is. But this is kind of this is a unique unique way to to see uh, Michael Burnham, who's going to be the main character. Um, I like how they were saving that species yeah. on on the desert planet, right. which is very Star Trek. And they they said they weren't trying to make first contact; right. they just wanted to get in and get out. Yeah. And they basically um, helped their well. They're right. going to 
it was dried up and they were going to die. It was like insect-like yeah. creatures, which I'm kind of glad we didn't explore too much. Yeah, getting, they were pretty creepy. I was like, we can have some uh, J.J. Uh, Abrams jump scenes with right. monsters and stuff. but and just huge bed bugs running around. Yeah. I just gasped when that when the ship landed on the planet. Yeah, and it just sh- I was like, man, that's beautiful. Like, awesome. Wow, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I probably would have had a tear in my eye if I was, you know, not so honor warrior like and manly. Yeah, right, agreed, right. totally. Right, my beer. No. Yeah, uh, root beer. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was. Oh man, I just a minute at. I, I seriously, I, my jaw dropped, and my wife, yeah. I don't think she was paying attention. Yeah. She probably would have thought I was nuts. But yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was. It was. Just cinematically amazing, and yeah, you know, if you're a huge, huge Star Trek fan, it's like, oh, this is, it's back. You yeah. Know? And, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's great. And it looks great. I mean, yeah. it's never looked this good. Ships have never no. really been able to come down on a planet. Uh, I think Voyager, they did that, but nothing like this. This no. is so... The no. effects are just incredible. Yeah. 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 And, you know, um, I don't know if it bothers you too much. A lot of people are, you know, a lot of people who um not too kind to the show. They say it's got a lot of J.J. Abrams influence with the lens flares, things like that. Do, you, do those bother you at all? It doesn't bother me in there any were, way, shape, or form. There were some, but yeah. I, I think, you know, I know people uh, hate the lens flares, but honestly, um, I, I, for at least the 09 movie, yeah. it's very effective to me. Like right. It felt like it was an experience, and mm-hmm. I was I was really somewhere else. I, I don't know how else to describe yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think it's... I think people make a little bit too much out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you can notice it. And, you know, then when you hear people harp on it, it's more noticeable. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't visually bother me either. No, no. You know, it's not like... Um, the Matrix, where you know yeah. the first movie was just insanely amazing, and then, in my opinion, some of the effects just got worse as the movies went on. You know, in a few spots, they tried really hard. They tried really, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of ones and zeros. Like, and just tame it down. Just and... yeah, settle down. Eight hundred yeah. Keanu Reeves, um, <laughs> but it was uh, or Agent Smiths. I mean, yeah, um, both actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it was uh, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. You know, and no, I mean, yeah, you can overdo it. You, you know, can, but I didn't you know. feel like that. No, I, I didn't mean, either. I mean, I didn't walk away from all three episodes thinking, oh man, that goddamn lens flare. You know, right? I, just, I never thought that at all. Well, and then where they were in space, you had you had a sun, and yeah. I think that played a part in all of that. And this ship is it's very unique looking. I mean, it's not totally like different from what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like Archer's ship upside down in yeah, a way, a little with bit bu- more bulky. But it's got paint on it, uh-huh. like red paint. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know what you thought about that. Did that bother you? No, or not at all. Pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I you know, nice I, touch. I, I think that you have to give allowances for um, interpretation and visuals. And, you know, sometimes it's a risk upgrading. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have purists out there that if you're not in a standard silver starship <laughs> that has a sleek, smooth look. Yeah. Then this ain't Star Trek. You know, well. <laughs> You know, this doesn't have a sleek, smooth look, mm-hmm. though the effects are amazing. Right. You know, and the insides of the ships are very nice and bright and shiny and cool looking. But the ships themselves, I mean, they look like, you know, hey, we're a newer, yeah, you know, Federation out here. Right. And we're in our infancy and, you know, things are just starting to get cool. Well, know? and, you know, uh, as a Star Trek fan, they have not touched on everything. It, there's still there's still a lot of uh, vagueness out there. You know, we haven't seen a, lots of ships you know, um, I, I really get tired of this scenario. Like, the Enterprise is the only thing I can help us. Right. It's like, you're, you're a fleet. Where's the other ships? Right. 
but I love this ship. I thought it was really nice to add to the, you know, the whole line of ships yeah. that we've come to know. And I like the, um, I like the reveal of the ship on the outside. And I like the zoom in to the bridge right. and the bridge is, um, its screen is actually like a window. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, you know, it goes clear back to the, the cage pilot. I think mm-hmm. that's what that was. It wasn't really a screen. It was a window. Right. And, um, of course the Abrams movies did a great job with mm-hmm. that. They really made you feel you're like you're on a ship because yeah. you could see the, um, the top of the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, uh, in this, um, show you could see the top of the ship, but, you still could see like when the ship would maneuver, right? Turn, and it was just really cool how they did all that, and they really showed off what it could do, like when they were adjusting to oh, get yeah. a signal and uh, controls and everything. But yeah. uh, the interior of the ship and the and its crew, what did you think of all that? I loved it too, and that's another thing that you know. Well, if this is before the original series, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to watch in 2017. Past you know pastel colored walls and yeah. you know seventies shag all over your someone's <laughs> crew quarters, but um, no, I mean it still felt like Star Trek to me, you yeah. know. And even though it is updated and it's very much more sleek and smooth, uh, you know, I don't think anyone wants to go back to old graphics, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, I'm perfectly acceptable with you know just how cool and futuristic all this looks. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, from the holograms to the whole thing. I mean, it was just, it's stuff the old shows didn't do, even the next gen, you know, and all that. It was, uh, it was slick. You know, oddly enough, next gen still seems futuristic to me. I don't know why, with, you know, all the, because they, they had that, they were the first ones that have like touch screens right. and all that stuff. And they weren't like what we have. I think that's how we can relate to Discovery. Right. It's very similar tech. But TNG, I mean, it still worked for me. That's oh, yeah. The future, you know. TOS maybe not so much, but no, I just um, enjoy the old yeah you know, the nostalgia I mean, of that yeah you know? I think that's also what they're doing is they're uh, keeping the uh, the stories intact but the visuals are changing up which right. I mean you have to like you said I mean it's just um, right now in the tech age you got to have really cool yeah. things you can't just have switches and lack you of, need eye uh, candy visuals. especially if you're going to spend that much money right. <laughs> on a show what do you think of the uniforms how they were um, the color and everything to them. Um, very Enterprise yeah. in its own kind of uh, take on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that little bit of continuity there that, you know, that was still recognizable as a Star Trek uniform. And sure. you don't you don't look at it and it's just something new completely. Right. You know, so, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there's still, while they're introducing all this new cool stuff, you know, there's still a string of consistency there that, you know, you look at it and it's it's pretty slick. Yeah, and I love the uh, uh, the uh, badge. Yeah, you know it's got like an indent into it. Like they really uh, did something new yeah. with it, which is really it's way more three really D cool. than looks like something that might have been sewn yeah. on in nineteen sixty eight. So and the rankings actually like punched into it. Right, I really dug that. Uh, Suru, let's talk uh-huh. about him. I know we talked uh, a little bit about him uh, a, little, uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, Doug Jones, yeah, uh, man, he can. Uh, he can not only be a creature, but he can certainly act. I think he's showing off so much of his acting chops in this it's show. It's funny how sometimes in Star Trek, the aliens yeah. can steal the show from an acting perspective. <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, you have to rely a lot on makeup and effects and all that sort of stuff. But uh, And he's good at that. Yeah, he's so good at it, you know. And um, he was just, 
he was awesome. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think he's the kind of the breakout alien character for sure, in my opinion, at least oh, so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, but he looks like he's 19 feet tall next to everybody else. I mean, I'm sure he's a taller character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, you know, everybody was dwarfed compared to him. And he has like hoof uh, feet. Yeah. And he's six two, and with those, he's six eight. See, then there you so, go. So yeah, yeah and he got to help uh, develop the the makeup and the effects because originally they wanted him to have like really long fingers. And oh, really? He was just saying uh, it's gonna be very hard to do that. Right. You know, so they kind practicality of practicality and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They compromise, but but the yeah. face and the eye color. I mean, all that stuff's just sweet. You know, yeah, very emotive I, for an alien, you know, with makeup and all that. I see a nomination for sure. I mean, that, something that's stellar makeup. Yeah. And yeah, he actually makes the character work. It doesn't feel like, you know, he's, uh, you know, not really able to convey much. Right. I mean, he is. He's able to. Yeah, it doesn't look like and, a plastic apparatus yeah. glued to his face. You're right. And it's got some CG. I, I think there's CG enhancements, which are just a little subtle and it's fine. Yeah. It's every time. A species like him uh, senses uh, fear mm-hmm. or Death. conflict. Yeah. yeah, these like spike things come out of his neck right. or something like gills. I don't know what you would say, yeah. but and he kind of makes a um, weird noise when he talks sometimes. Yeah, I mean we'll pick up on it as we go, but um, yeah, I like that him and um, Michael yeah. they have a little conflict, but they're also kind of jokey yeah. towards each other a little they bit. They have a mutual respect for sure, you yeah. can tell. He's more uh, stern though. I mean he's way like, more stern. It's like, um uh, let me, the scientist, yeah. dictate what we're gonna do here. Yeah. 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 Um got a good sense of the crew and the captain. Uh Michelle Yeoh, I think she plays it like kind of like a Janeway with a touch of Kirk maybe. Yeah a little bit. She's got a sense of humor. And Janeway mm-hmm. did too, but you know it's she's kind of got that twinkle in the eye like Kirk right. had. And you know she's also her own character too um just like a comparison helps kind of um where she fits in yeah with all the other captains just really dug it and the whole mystery of um because uh, they were fixing like a beacon yeah and they detected some object in the distance that mm-hmm. may have had something to do with this beacon getting put out yeah uh, destroyed it wasn't destroyed but they had to fix it uh, i liked how their sensors couldn't pick up because of um, the asteroid field or something. Right, sort of, yeah. yeah. They had to use a telescope. Right. That was really a yeah. nice touch, I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. I mean, it's not uh, something you just send out a probe and let them do yeah. it. You know, I mean, and, and you get all the answers automatically and easily. I mean, I thought it was a cool touch too. That and maybe they didn't, they didn't have probes at this time. I have no I idea. I haven't seen one yet. So, I mean, you know, but that's that was always the answer in the next gen or Voyager yeah. and stuff. And exactly. Send out a probe to the wormhole. And, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the flyby. Let's talk about that. <laughs> that yeah. was really a Star Trek motion picture feeling when yeah. you know Spock goes into the great beyond, and it was really fun to see how anxious she was to do it. Yeah, but also frightened. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you felt for. Oh it yeah, it was revving up and yeah, the whole thing and the flight suit is really slick. Yeah, and and in. Everything can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was just uh it was visually sweet. I mean, you know, you don't you don't see that kind of stuff without just on the slight notion thinking, oh, that looks all right. Yeah. This looked amazing. You it know, did. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't so much pick detail. one piece. Yeah. And I'm looking for the effects a lot. And I, I didn't see anything that you know I kind of rolled my eyes at or I just thought, eh. But yeah, they killed it. And 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 her 
and that's got to be hard to convey, you know, when you can only see your face and you're in that thing. And, you know, it's a, uh, they just did a great job with it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And she, you know, she really does a good balance, I think of, cause she, her character is raised by Vulcan. She's right. not Vulcan, but she, she does a great balance of, uh, acting like Vulcan, but also acting like, you know, and you know, she's a human acting human. Yeah. yeah. And she, she acts exactly like a human who was raised by Vulcans. Right. She's exactly. still human. Right. But she has very many, you know, she has a lot of Vulcan traits. And, you sure. know, and, and to be very clear, if, if someone's listening and they haven't seen the show, her name is Michael. Yes. <laughs> yes. I should have cleared that. Yep. Yep. Because I remember first, I'm thinking, is it Micah? <laughs> yeah. Am I hearing the L? Yeah. You know, and yeah, but so that was cool though. But yeah. I wonder if they'll explain that. They, they kind of have, but they don't have to. Right. It's just, um, it is different. <laughs> yeah, it's different, but uh, it was... Uh, yeah. And they referenced it in the third episode a little bit, and it was just kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. Know? It was good. So, yeah, she stumbles upon the the object in the distance. It's... Um, I believe it's the Klingon ship. Yep. And she comes face to face with a Klingon. Yeah, she's, she's looking. She's on... She's just walking on it, basically. Turns around, and there's a Klingon... In his own space suit. Yeah. You know, looking way tougher than she did in hers. <laughs> Probably the first time we've seen him uh, clean on in a space suit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And I mean, well, except for Worf on. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah first yeah, contact. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, they're, but, they're but in their own. Yeah. And, you know, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a very swift, short battle follows, you know, a little hand to hand stuff. But that was, uh, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And it was just great. Um, you know, cliffhanger. I mean, didn't end the episode, but they they couldn't get a hold of her. And yeah, she's just floating in space, and um, yeah. Next thing you know, she's um in this medical bay. Yeah. You know, because they said that she could only be out there for twenty minutes, and she got yeah. radiation burns, and so they it was repairing her. Yeah, and it showed her with burns all over. Yeah, it didn't you know, look too good. They didn't. Like, hey, they weren't skimping on. You know, oh, she looks. Uh, she's totally in makeup and she looks great, but she's supposed <laughs> to be sick. So yeah, yeah let's pretend right. she is. She's just coughing. No, she looks screwed up, man. That yeah, she good. does. Yeah, and then the Vulcan in her, or just maybe the well, probably the human in her. She just got out of it, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. you're not done yet." <laughs> yeah, she's pretty impetuous. So I, I think that <laughs> yeah. she wasn't going to be stuck to a room. Right. Let's talk about the holograms. We see her eventually, you know, get herself together, dressed up and fixed. She, well, first she wanted to go to the bridge and let them know what happened because yeah. they had no idea. She's like, the Klingons are out there and they're kind of, I think they're kind of doubting her yeah. maybe. We see Michelle Yeoh's character talk to an admiral through a hologram. Right. He appears. Now, uh, what do you think of that technology introduction? I thought it was cool looking. The only thing... And I don't know if I'm right or wrong, and maybe you can help me with this one, but did he walk around a table that was in her bridge or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. It was very... That was the only one area from a effects perspective. The hologram looked cool. Yeah, know? it did. That, that all looked sweet and stuff, but I could just... And I'll go back and rewatch, and because I, I could totally be wrong, but I thought that as the hologram, he was avoiding structures on her bridge. And I'm like, dude, you're a hologram. You can walk through whatever you want to walk yeah, through. You know what I mean? Right. Let's hope it was his bridge. I hope it was. <laughs> and, and it, you know what? It probably was. Yeah. You know, it, it probably was. But I just, uh, I don't know if I just, it was happening so fast. And I thought that maybe, but, and because it didn't hit me at the time. Mm. It hit me later as I was thinking about the hologram. 
I'm like, wait a minute, did he avoid something that he doesn't see or you know <laughs> so it was a <laughs> it was just interesting but i do think the technology is sweet and i yeah. think the um and i don't think it's a stretch either and i don't have a problem with this show being set in its time frame utilizing this kind of stuff i mean you know we're a society that since the 60s has made one or two advancements yeah <laughs> i think it's fair to assume <laughs> that as we see this iteration of star trek that you know, we can apply more and more advances to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I liked it. Um, I was kind of hesitant because I was thinking Star Wars has done this forever. And it's like kind of getting <laughs> Help me Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, honestly, I would have been just fine with a view screen, but right. maybe they'll get there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, maybe they find out the technology is harmful to people who use it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The Klingons engage. Yeah. The uh, USS Shinsu. Yeah, I think so. Is that the ship? Yeah. I don't know if we've said that yet, but yeah. that's the ship. For the first <laughs> couple yeah. episodes, yeah. Yeah, because uh, after the conversation Michelle Yeoh's character had with the Admiral, the hologram version of the Admiral, yeah. um, they get into a back and forth because Michael contacted Sarek uh-huh. and wanted to know how the Vulcans dealt with Klingons yeah. in their first encounters. That does remind me to talk about the Sarek himself. Right. What do you think of this interpretation? I know it wasn't probably a lot to go off on at first, but the actor and everything, what do you think? I think the look was good. Yeah. I think the way he presented himself um, was very Sarek-like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was sold on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I loved... Uh, what was the guy who played Sarek? What was his name? Oh, Martin Leonard? Mark, Mark Leonard? Leonard. Mark Leonard. Mark. So yeah. it was Mark Leonard. And, and, you know, I mean, I watched him. I mean, he was in the 60s show and he came yeah. all the way through and, you know, the whole deal. So it was a, we've had a lot of Sarek to go off of. Yes. You know, and so to see him in a quote unquote younger period, um, kind of as a, as a mentor figure to Michael, uh, I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was pretty brilliant. Yeah. And I thought the actor himself did an excellent job of portraying that without he made you feel like it was a Vulcan. You know, those this wasn't anything that you looked at and scoffed at because it's like, oh, there's this guy trying to be Sarek. Right. No, he nailed it. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I think so too. I, I even think I, I dig him more than the uh JJ Abrams uh Sarek. Right. Um we didn't get to see much of him, but this one looks better with the yeah. ears and everything. Uh the other one in the movie had very small ears, it bothered me. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this this guy really he looked looked the part, and um, honestly, I mean, I know um, it's fun to connect. Uh, it's a kind of a it's a tricky um, thing to do, you know. Star Wars has suffered this where they're trying to connect the universe so much that they just overdo it. I don't think they did with Sarek, but I could I could have just uh, I would have just been happy with uh, another Vulcan right. like Sarek. You know, I don't think we had to have that, yeah. but. Uh, gets into something later, which is very unique right. and um, really a cool Easter egg. Yeah. Um, I like uh, how he, you know, he told her the Vulcan hello is what they did. I don't yeah. know if he called it that, but they just attacked the Klingons. Yeah, they, they thought, fired on him. Yeah. You they know. thought that was an honorable thing. Yeah. Hey, nice so. to see a smack in the yeah. mouth. You know, because <laughs> I think they, I think they got their butts kicked right. the first time, probably killed. Yeah. And, um, yeah. They're like, well, what? They're Vulcans. Logic. Right. Well, return. Uh, violence with violence, right? right? And yeah. it worked. Yeah, exactly. So, 
you know, Michael is just headstrong onto uh, the Shinzu to uh, deliver this message. And she ends up, uh, I guess, becoming a mutineer. Yeah. Um, gives uh, Captain the Vulcan nerve pinch, which yep. I was like, holy crap. We're Wow, this is a new territory here. Yeah. Um, you know, she storms out to the bridge and says, oh, the captain. Um, yeah. I don't know what she said. She's Put like, me in charge yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And Suru is like immediately like. No, uh, I don't think wrong. so. Right? Yeah. yeah. He even said this is mutiny. Like he knew what was happening. He knew. He's no yeah. slouch. And then just right when they were about ready to fire is when Michelle Yeoh came out. I don't know if it's because Michael's not a true Vulcan and didn't last as long or right. something. But, but she she, yeah. she got up. Yeah. She was pissed. Oh boy, she was unhappy. Phasers on, mm-hmm. stun. We think. I think she might have changed it to kill at one point. Yeah. That's the uh, ending to the first episode is when um, I think the Klingons, do they send out like a signal or something or a bright yeah, light? A bright like light. And, yeah. and then that was like the signal beacon type thing to the rest of the Empire. And uh, it was kind of a question as to, you know, well, gee, would the other Klingon houses even respond to this? Yeah. Because they weren't sure about that. And then in the second episode, or the was it the end of the first? End of the first, I think, is the, the light. And they're like, what the hell is that? And Second episode, everybody shows up. Yeah. Lots yep. of Klingons. Whole fleet of Klingons. And I think her I think her wanting to use the Vulcan Hello. Um, I get why she wanted to, but boy was that a bad idea. Yeah. Because these aren't that wasn't a regular Klingon that they were meeting. <laughs> yeah. They're meeting a fanatic who's trying to prove himself. That I mean, they didn't have to do anything for it to be an act of war. Right. They were just there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah, she ruined her relationship with the captain. Uh-huh. And it's Starfleet. It's not, you know, it's not the Vulcans. So yep. it should have honored that. Um, yeah. So we, you know, get right into Battle of, at the Binary Stars, mm-hmm. which is episode two. We open with, the, I think, the light. Does it go off? Is that what I finally so, happens? Yeah. And then uh, the ships arrive. The ships arrive, and, and there's a, just a bunch <laughs> yeah. of Klingon ships. Right. And they're big, and they're huge, and their design is excellent yes. while still looking Klingon. Right. You know, again, these are updated designs. They are absolutely different, but similar enough to where they are recognizable. You know, yeah. so I mean, you know, more hats off to that design team. Right. And, you know, thanks to these delays. They were able to craft so much of this. Oh yeah, uh, it's just it's beautiful and it's I think it's delivered well. It's really neat to see a ton of ships, oh, which yeah. you'd only seen like a movie maybe, because you know on the other shows it was yeah. like two three ships. Yeah. That was the most you get. DS Nine I think pushed it and had yeah. several ships, you know, because they had a war during their run. So yeah, we're at this point waiting for Starfleet to show up yeah. to help out because it's not not looking good. Not looking good. Uh, Michael gets sent to the brig. Which is, um, you know, uh, we've seen characters go there before. Yeah. <laughs> the ship uh, has taken on damage, and she wants to know what's going on. But since she's in the brig, the computer says, you know, we can't tell you this. Right. Uh, you're, you're trapped, whatever. Dealt with shell shock. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the helmsmen gets his... Oh, yeah. It's knocked down, and, and they just tell him to go to sick bay, and he's just lost. Yeah, he has and, no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's in complete shock. Right. You I know. mean, this this whole crew turned from wisecracking, explorers. Yeah. He was one of them. You know, he... Comfortable crew with each other. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. He was giving Michael... I don't know, giving her crap, just having fun with the whole idea of her traveling in the spacesuit. Yeah. Talking about, you know, enjoy your in-flight movie right. or whatever, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it was... Uh, he was very dazed. Yeah. Um, 
man, they really go for it in the show because, uh, yeah, he got sucked out of the damn ship. He's done. Right in front of her. See ya. Yeah. So that was interesting, too. It was interesting, and it, you know, it shows that, you know, they gave him enough time before that happened to where you're thinking, oh, he might be a major character in the show. Right. Well, he's gone. Game of Thrones style. Just <laughs> see ya. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't uh, watch a lot of... Uh, probably haven't really watched any Game of Thrones, but is this very similar? Uh, They're not afraid to kill people. Yeah. Four, five, and six seasons in. Yeah. I mean, people die in the every single season, and almost every single time it's a surprise. Wow. And yet you would never expect it. And that's... Now, if someone comes in late, they might hear things or read things, but I mean, I'm watching it as it's happening, yeah, you know? Yeah, you know, you watch episodes and you're like, your mouth is dropped to the floor because you're like, yeah. oh my God, these people are dead. Are you kidding me? I've invested four years in this character. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, know? I like that guy. Yeah. Damn so, it. I mean, you know, Star Trek uh, Discovery, I think, I don't think they're afraid to push those boundaries either. No. You know, and you know what? That's a sign of the times. You know, I mean, sure. it's back in the old days, you know, while well, your main characters didn't die, only the red shirts, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think nowadays that's a little bit different and it. It can frustrate viewers, but it also keeps them coming back. Sure. What's yep. going to happen next, you know? And Right. Pretty sweet. Uh, what's interesting is in the second episode, we get we get to go back seven years to mm-hmm. when Sarek brought Michael aboard, yeah. who was very Vulcan at that time. Uh-huh. She even had the Vulcan haircut. Right. Um, actually, it was styled in a way that I'd never really seen a Vulcan haircut, yeah. which I liked. I it, was it was cool. Unique. And it was the, different. Yeah. And their uh, their attire was pretty cool. Sarek had like this high collar shirt yeah. thing. Um, very stoic and yeah. regal. Yeah. He told her to behave. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of like a Vulcan exchange program, I Something. guess. Something. And she was very Vulcan acting to the captain. Yes. You know, so much so that you're like, oh, boy, she's going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was very interesting. So she pretty much earned her rank through that exchange program. Yeah. I think she went to the Vulcan Science Academy uh-huh, or she did. something like that. So, yeah, it was really neat to see how important that relationship she had with uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, yeah. uh, Captain Giorgio. Um, and, you know, uh, pretty much what she destroyed mm-hmm. in that attempt to uh, overpower and yeah. take I mean, over the ship. In, in the first episode, you have this person who's revered as one of the best first officers in all of Starfleet. Obviously, some great command authority. Some She knows her stuff, you know, and then... In the second episode, she's relegated to, you know, being a, a, a mutineer. Mm-hmm. She's stuck in the brig. Uh, she has really burned some bridges there. Yeah, it turns on a dime. Yeah. It's looking, everything's looking great. Uh, everything's you know, looking awesome. And then poof, what the hell? <laughs> They're on that desert planet and, and uh, Captain Giorgio is like, I think you're ready to command your own ready ship. Ready to be a captain. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah. lots changed. A lot's changed. Damn Klingons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this the Klingon, the main guy here, and I I don't remember his name. I don't um, either. I wish my phone was working. It's in Klingon, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a chop two. There you no, go. I don't know. That is know. yeah. It's not gawk. It's not. Right. Yeah. No, that's best when served live. Right. Right. My mistake. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> but he's trying so hard to get these houses together. After they show up, they're like, "What's yeah. going on?" And he's explaining. Um, you know, we need to take on the Federation. You know, it's our time. Yeah. And I think they put him down because, you know, they, they, they see him as beneath them. And he just uh, has to prove himself. And so, you know, his way of attacking 
the ships and you know just just the balls to do what he's doing yeah they you know he gets them on their side yeah it does help that he has the albino klingon dude who wants to be the torch bearer which we didn't talk about but i think that's who michael killed on that structure was a torch bearer right i'm not really sure i mean other than how it sounds they light a torch and (laughs) light a torch and i think they're almost like a defender type like a guard to the structure or something like that yeah yeah, so that yeah, that torchbearer, the new one, you know, convinces, um, helps his almost case. like the guy in Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Idris Elba's character. Yeah. What was his name in the movie? Do you remember? Oh gosh, Land. No, not. Land. I'm gonna be really upset because you know I love that character. Yeah. And when I see the name, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, idiot. You know. It's like Gandalf but again, or, I'm 900 years. Yeah. Himdall. Himdall. All right. There we go. Yep. Thank you for we did the association it. Yeah. Hey, there. Yeah. Hey, it was a group effort because yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the Thor program. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that's next week. That's next week. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I, I looked at him as almost like that type of a character, though. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, dead. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, but yeah. the albino really helped. Also, uh, the main Klingon character uh, helped support that cause. Mm-hmm. And helped him get that allegiance and alliance with everyone else. I mean, he was pretty pivotal in that. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, it's like he, you know, the uh, the main guy who was trying to prove himself, he looked like a Klingon. Right. But the albino Klingon really um, showed what it was, what that character felt like. Mm-hmm. He's different. He was viewed as different. Right. You know. And they're all outcasts, and he's the biggest outcast of everyone. Right. You know, and he was still going to stick behind him. So, what'd you think of the Klingon garb? I honestly, I thought it was sweet. Mm -hmm. I did like it a lot. And it wasn't your typical black leather um, stuff that, you know, you might see Gene Simmons wear on a Kiss concert. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) Platform shoes. A little bit, you know, but uh, I actually liked the new look Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Sharp. It's very sharp. It's sharp. Literally sharp. Literally sharp. <laughs> um, it's very aggressive in its styling, um, which I think is obviously meant to be. It's a Klingon, you know. Yeah. It's going to be aggressive. And um, I, I quite honestly, it reminded me of some of the outfits in Destiny, the video game. Okay. That some yeah. of the characters will wear. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, God, that looks sweet in real life. You know, I mean, I could just picture Maybe it, it's the same costume designers. It, who knows? You never know. But uh, it was, I I thought they were great. Yeah. I couldn't get enough of watching the Klingons. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, it really makes them alien-like, uh, this new look. And, and I, I do like the new look. I, yeah. I hope they're able to kind of uh, blend it into what we know in the future. Because, sure. I, like I said, I don't want to see Worf look like that. Right, <laughs> won't be the same. Well, and he, you know, <laughs> it's uh, we're uh, they're done. Yeah, you know, well, I don't think we're going to be revisiting that. So it's well, uh, unless there's any timeline episodes, which uh, I know, but and you know what? Yeah, I, I didn't even occur to me. There might be. Almost every see, show has done it. I could see uh, an old Admiral Archer coming on the ship. Yeah, with um, with uh, T'Pol. I think to make something like that more believable, it'd have to be someone from the future going to the past. Yeah. Because I don't know if they have that kind of... They could play with so much. They could. There's Obviously, a million things. Yeah. We have to get to season two and three to get all that going. And our and favorite time-traveling gotta... jerks, the Borg. Yeah. Right. Right. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, man. That would be intense. 
very scientific. But again, you know, I mean, there's a million what ifs you can do. There is. It just, you just I like can't to focus help it. on the Klingon war right. right now. And but yeah, I mean, if it if it's successful and it goes on, right? Yeah, the door's open. Yeah. I mean, this season we're following this arc, and you know, depending on reaction, will depend on whether we get a second season or not. And I'm hoping it's good enough that we can explore all those mm-hmm. cool what if scenarios. Well, every Star Trek show's done that. Yeah. With old characters and. You know, Spock was on TNG. Like, yeah. I, I could see that happening. Obviously, give them a few seasons to establish who they are. And Scotty and McCoy. Yeah. They were all on there. Well, yeah. This is 10 years before yeah. all that. So, honestly, technically, if you're going by the... Because uh, there was a Captain B, I think Captain April before... Mm-hmm. Um, Pike. Yes. So, the Enterprise is really yeah. out there right yeah. now. And if it's... Yeah, it should be out there right yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of years from now or something, you hear, you know, some cadet named Kirk or, you know, whatever. Just, that would be cool. You know, or even McCoy or Spock, yeah. anyone from like that. I mean, that'd be just, it'd be fun to just have those threads continue to tie the universe. Exactly. Yeah. Just, know, I don't just need to see them. Not over the top. Right. But. Yeah. But just the references here and there, you know, it's just, it's really neat to, right. It's just neat to have that. And in the Star Trek family, you can do that. Yeah. You know, it's a big enough universe. Well, and CBS has Bacula's number. He is on one of their shows. Yeah. So that's true. Might be cool to have an Admiral Archer on the ship. I don't know. If he existed. Make it happen. Bring bring Tuck uh, back. You know, kind of yeah. ignore that last episode. <laughs> I, that's, I'm serious. You can fix all that yeah. stuff so quickly. But, uh, you know, of course, getting back to the second show here, um, Starfleet finally shows up. Yeah. It's looking good. And we get to quite see. the battle. We get to see a Starfleet, you yeah. know, what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, quite a battle. And, uh. Yeah, you have a ton of Starfleet ships versus the Klingons. And, you know, it was very large in scope. Mm -hmm. And it felt big. You know, I don't have a big 90-inch TV. It's like 50 inches. But it's it just still felt like I was watching something on a movie screen. Yeah, in space. Yeah. It really felt, yeah, yeah, it's... um, yeah, they captured uh, a lot of um, what the you know Abrams movies can do with the space uh, battles and travels. Yeah, um, it was really cool when the the what's the ship's name again? I keep forgetting the Shinzu Shinzu or something. Shinzu, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's uh, pretty much you know it's really it feels like an old ship and it really um, acts like an old yeah. ship. Like it's it's failing basically, mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, Michael is. Uh, in in the brig still and the containment is getting smaller and smaller so you know she she's looking at out she's looking at space yeah outside of that containment field right and the containment field is not gonna last exactly and auctions running out too so it's like uh trying you know time to survive somehow some way uh they get uh they get into um uh, situation where they're heading into a, an asteroid with no power. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're rescued by the Admiral. Yeah. His ship finally arrives. Mm-hmm. Big tractor beam. Oh, yeah. He comes on the bridge, hologram self again, yep. which is my problem. I, you know, hologram sitting still or standing still, right. fine. He's walking on the bridge. Right. Like, and again, maybe that was the episode where I thought maybe he was avoiding. Yeah. Something as a hologram. Right, right. I'm just like, yeah. oh, come on. Well, he would point to yeah. the, uh, you know, uh, tacticals or whoever and, like, hail them. Right. And, well, that was the other thing was, like, holy crap, communication within communication. Because he was on the bridge, I mm-hmm. think. And then he had them open a channel. So yeah. then he was talking to the Klingon through two separate. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? 
But I liked his message to the Klingons where he's very playing it safe and mm-hmm. was basically saying, you know, if we're not talking, then we're not... We're not solving. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of start getting some hope, like, okay, maybe, you know... Maybe, maybe we can back out of this a little bit and settle down. Yeah, especially yeah. when the main Klingon dude's like, okay, we'll come on over. Right. So, you know, the Admiral's like, all right, got this figured out. He's mm-hmm. talking to to Captain Giorgio, Michelle Yeoh, on the bridge after the uh, communication. Yep. And all of a sudden, his uh, hologram starts flickering. Yeah, they're starting to lose power for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, uh, welcome package from the Klingons, uh, yeah, uh, they shot a weapon at them and... Destroyed them. Yep. Admiral Dead Guy. Admiral Dead Guy. That's his, actually, that's that his name. That should be his name. Yeah. That's his name. That's his, Michael, this is Admiral Dead Guy. Admiral Dead Guy. Hello. But again, another surprising piece. Yeah. The Admiral was in the first two episodes, you know, and you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to be a recurring character, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, he's gone too. Don't get used to anybody. Don't get used to anybody at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very surprising, yeah. you know, and almost another jaw dropper, you know. I mean, it's yeah. like, holy it's like, crap. What? What's going on here? Which is another reason why you want the commercial-free right. version of all access. And he probably had the toughest <laughs> ship too. Yeah, yeah, gone. They just they had they probably lowered their defenses. Right. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little cocktail yeah, hour hey, here. Yeah, it's peacetime. <laughs> Break out the blue food mm-hmm. and the uh, Romulan L, and right. we're gonna talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like, oh boy, holy crap! Did you get a sense that him and Michelle Yeoh's character maybe were romantically involved at one point? She. <sighs> very she mourned she like when he showed up she kind of had that like oh my boyfriend's here type yeah. of vibe and then when he died she had a lot of remorse so i didn't get that as much as yeah. i did just that they were obviously close yeah you know they may have come up together you know that could have been it too i didn't i couldn't really sniff out the romantic piece but you could certainly see that they were close right in one form or another right uh, i just didn't see anything direct that might have led me to that piece of it but you know when you say it like that that could have been as well maybe they had a one-night stand something you know, who knows but i mean they were definitely obviously close yeah as characters and it could have just been a mentor thing she respected him yeah. and you know yeah he Kind of like the Michael and Captain DeGiorgio relationship, right? That one was the other one. So you you just take it, however. Yeah, her and Admiral Dead guy were probably pretty close. Probably because I was just like, oh, male, female, right? (laughs) Shows how how much I know. Um, (laughs) Well, we don't know. (laughs) We don't know. No, we don't. I don't know if we will at this point. Yeah, there you go. Let's start some fan fiction. Yep, Yep. done. They're married. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Suru is their son. I don't know. Uh, so the Klingon guy gains more respect by destroying the ship. His ship's very unique. They're dead. Yeah. They get thrown into space in these uh, beautiful coffins, and then they're like put on the ship as armor. It's like they're like attached that. to the ship as armor. Yeah. And it and it's weird looking. It looks like a uh, from a distance. It looks like a Klingon warbird, mm-hmm. a big one that has like almost a weird growth all over it. Yeah. And then the closer you get, I mean, that's what they are. I guess the idea is they're warriors to the end. Like, uh-huh. they're dead, but their bodies are still defending us. Yeah. So, that's just the honor. It might be just might be just this guy's way of doing honoring the dead, because yeah, he's, he's not He's not your typical. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't traditional at all. Kind of made his own rules. He did. Yeah. He didn't play by the rules. <laughs> so, you know, they get the gist of what he's he's gained the respect of um is it 24 houses of klingons something yeah something it's a couple vast like that um 
Giorgio, uh, their instinct is just take him out. Yeah. You know, they're going to man a, she's going to man a shuttle to the ship in a suicide mission. And which shows, you know, a lot of um, heroics out of her character. Right. And, um, you know, I think Suru, uh, that's his name, right? Suru? Am I saying it wrong? Su- Saru. Saru or something. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Sorry, Saru. Uh, sorry, Saru. <laughs> it's like a spinoff sitcom. Um, yeah, he's very hesitant to kind of tell her that option because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want her to, you know, he cares about yeah. his captain. I think Michael volunteers, maybe? Or they well, have she finally way. gets out of... yeah. Her containment field. Oh, right, of course. She talks the computer into actually launching her out and through a door. And it was like, it had to be very well timed, obviously, but she had to reverse logic the computer because her computer wasn't going to let her out at all. Right. You know, and so that was a very interesting scene. I mean, showing that, yeah, while she's human and absolutely emotional by the way that she'd done things thus far, she still had that logic. Logical approach. Right. And so it was like, you know, her human traits were certainly working against her, but her Vulcan traits helped her survive that piece of it. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, she gets back up there and volunteers and and they both go over. And yeah, she decides, uh, well, first they plant, they beam a bomb, don't they, onto a Klingon? Uh And then the Klingon gets sucked up. Yeah. And then the neck of the ship just gets destroyed. Boom. Then that's their way in. And their goal is to capture him. So keep him alive. As right. He's a bargaining chip at that point, and he's not a martyr or a symbol to be used. Right. Exactly. Um, of course, in the process, we lose the captain, mm. which was really a, wow, it was a gut-wrenching death. You know, Spike, it was a spear right to her yeah. heart. Like, damn it. It was heartbreaking, too, because, yeah. I mean, you know, I love the actress, and I yeah. just think she's so good uh, and talented, and... Yeah. I, I was sensed like, something was happening it. with her, though. You know, it's like, eh, I don't know if we're going to see her much. Yeah. And so I started thinking, well, if we're getting big movie names, my guess is I'll die in an episode or two, you know. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the Admiral. <laughs> Dead guy. Yeah. He uh, got in a fight with the <laughs> Warlord Xenu, and uh, yeah. I think lost that one. So <laughs> That was 10 years before this. Right, event. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of history. Yeah, a lot of history. There. Yeah. But what kill, uh, what sucked is Michael was so close to detaining that guy, that Klingon, with mm-hmm. her weapon. She just didn't get to it in time. Yeah. And she ended up killing him, right? Yeah. Um, she killed him mm-hmm. right after he killed her. Right. So that was her way of like, you know, I can't let that go. She runs over to the captain. Uh, Suru can't beam her up because there's no life signs. Was it like that before? I thought they could always beam up somebody. Did they have to be alive? Um, like objects, you can beam up objects, right? You can beam up objects. So I don't know where that exactly came from. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of the interference, like in that asteroid area and they just couldn't grab it well enough. I'm not sure, but that was a question I had too. That was heartbreaking. You know, she was beamed away. It's like Spock in the Star Trek 09 movie, you know, lost his mom and she just starts weeping on the transporter. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it. It's really a dark end, you know. Very dark. Hopeful, you're hopeful, and you know that she could change things up, make them, you know, like they were. You know, I, I think there was still that disappointment uh, Captain Giorgio had with her, mm-hmm. which you know probably you know further made her guilty, uh, feel guilty of what happened. Uh, and then we end up with a court martial, which yeah. is like, whoa, what are we what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, after all those events, we fast forward, and she's there at the. Uh, tribunal and poof you're stripped of your rank and uh i like well, how they kept it dark with they the did. judges that was kind of cool welcome they, to prison 
Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. we in the second episode with her uh basically stripped of rank and uh about ready to go serve time. That's is that the first time we've we've seen like a Starfleet prison system or did Tom Paris have that experience? He had that Voyager? experience and so I mean they and they've always made a lot of references to right. you know, like a penal type system where you know, people were working, mining, what have you. But um, yeah, Tom Paris, I think, was one of the first bigger examples of that. Because it's like, I don't think we've gotten enough of that to really know, like, oh, crap, the Starfleet jail? Yeah, what's that <laughs> system look like? And Yeah, yeah, because she's she got a life yeah. sentence. And yeah, uh, we pick up with uh, the third episode. Yeah, and so we learn a little bit more about that. I mean, she's uh, on a shuttle with other prisoners, and she's Turn wearing it. a different color outfit. Yeah. Than the standard prison stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that to me was just like, uh, is this a way to just differentiate that she's one of the main characters? I would have liked to have seen her maybe in the gray because like everyone else was. Right. You know? So, I mean, it didn't bother me, but it was just kind of one of those things that I noticed. Um, well, it was, um, she still had her, well, she had a Starfleet pin on too, I think, right? Um. Could be wrong. But. I think they all did. Yeah. Um, because of the nature of their work and all that. But uh, yeah, they recognize her. They knew she was the mutineer. I mean, she's, you know, this is six months later, if I recall. Yeah. Um, and so her reputation precedes her. You know, I mean, she's she's a celebrity in the holy crap, you're a bad personville. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and uh, she's she's the mayor. Yeah. And she, I think she's, she's ready to carry out her sentence and... You know, I think she just feels like, um, not suicidal, but she's just ready to accept whatever yeah, punishment and she, comes her way. Yeah, to her, she deserves the punishment. You know, right. I mean, when, you know, the person made a reference, you know, man, you killed over 8,000 people. And she said 8,167 or whatever the number was. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And, and her acting was so good that you can tell this is something that just is eating at her horribly. Right. But... She's ready to accept it. You know, that Vulcan in her is like, you know, well, logically, this is my path. Exactly. And I've I've built that that bridge for myself to cross. Right. And this this episode is called uh, Context is for Kings. Yeah. I forgot what it was called before. Yeah. But it was very unique how it started with, you know, all that um, dialogue in the shuttle. They're at warp in the shuttle, which I didn't know shuttles could warp back then, but... Maybe they could. I don't yeah. know. I mean, the original shuttle from... I didn't recall them being able to warp, but yeah, that's fine. It's Yeah, it's kind of like you got to stretch it a little bit. Sure. Advanced technology. Maybe they had to there hold off. Like, oh, it's too fast. Right. Um, but I, it was cool how you, you know, they were traveling. And um, yeah, all of a sudden, these like insect things uh, yeah, coming space on. Space bugs. Yeah, I'm like, this is totally new. Yeah. You just shrug it off if you're... Um, and it was cool looking. Yeah, on. They, yeah. Uh, you know, they're attracted to the energy and stuff of a ship and... They cling on to it until it's clean on. <laughs> like yeah, that's pretty good. They uh, hang on to that <laughs> ship until they suck all of his energy off. Then yeah. it drifts, and then they go do whatever else they want to do. And then the, the the pilot of the shuttle had to go out like an yeah. exterminator. Cable gets uh, snipped, and she just starts flying. Autopilot's failing. Yeah. They're freaking out, trying to bust out of the cuffs. Uh-huh. And Michael's just sitting there like, I'm ready. Very stoic. Yeah. Just, I'm going to accept whatever happens here. Yeah. It's like, what, whatever yeah. happens... I've deserved this fate. What else could yeah. go wrong? I yeah. mean, everything's just gone to shit. Yeah, you who know? cares? And then we get that tractor beam and that gorgeous shot. Of the discovery. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, through the um, cockpit uh-huh. window. Like, oh, it's 
beautiful. Yeah. And it, yeah. man, that is, um, that was so exciting. Cause you know, we haven't really, we got to see the discovery before, but I knew episode three is going to show so much mm-hmm. of it. And man, did it, it did. Yeah. Uh, I'm sold on it. That's for sure. <laughs> that transition. Yeah. Oh man, that transition to the um, uh, shuttle dock. Yeah. That we the shuttle bay. Yeah. Shuttle bay. Yeah. I was gonna say dry dock. Yeah. I'm like what the hell. <laughs> no, but yeah, the shuttle bay. Man, what a great great transition, yeah. and it makes you feel um, like this is a functioning ship because it it takes you outside of the ship and you go through the um, the saucer area because yeah. the saucer's design. It's got like a a space. Right. And man, it's just a beautiful yeah. ship. They Gorgeous. really, I mean, going clear back to the concept they had, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. They've really, yeah, uh, it's streamlined uh, this. They sucker. did streamline it a it's lot. Beautiful, yeah, it's very cool. A great uh, shot right before the credits of it just hovering over the storm. Yeah. So then we get onto the ship, and you know, it's very um. They re- <laughs> refer to the prisoners as trash and. It's kind of like, is this what Starfleet's supposed to be? But but it's early Starfleet, you know. True, I true. mean, Kirk wasn't near as refined as Picard, and you true. know all that stuff. So this is before Kirk, right? So you know they're looking at them like, you know, hey. Well, know. and there was assholes in TOS oh, yeah. too, you know, uh, trash, mutineer. Oh I mean, yeah, they just, you know, these prisoners were secondhand citizens, and there was no question about it. And to be honest, Starfleet, uh, you know how Roddenberry imagined everything. It would be extremely boring if everyone was super nice and right. we really had this utopia. Right. Which, you know, not you can have that still, but there's always going to be conflict. I think right. that's what this show is really bringing is conflict. It's about building towards utopia. Right. right. You know, Trying to maintain any... Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's conflict with uh, other, other people, you know... Uh, Michael sits down with the prisoners in the um, uh, cafeteria, yeah. whatever you want to call it, eating quarters. Um, mess hall. Mess hall. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up shows off some uh, Vulcan oh, uh, martial arts because uh, the one uh, prisoner chick, she's like, um, no, actually the dude, he's like, let's make it 8,000. He adds one number to the total. And then he totally misses her. And she just she beats just the goes crap to out of them. And that yeah. one big guy, I don't think he ever laid a hand. I don't even know if he had plans to do anything. Yeah. He was just cradled in the corner like, I'm, I come in peace, yeah. you know, and took that tray and just She took care it. of him, too. Yeah. Grabbed, um, grabbed her head. <laughs> Boom. Right. Oh, my gosh. And then right uh, right off the bat, the um, uh, main security lady who briefed them. Uh-huh. You know, points your phaser at commander. her. Says, yep. Captain wants you. Yeah. And it's like, was that a test? Just yeah. I felt like I almost felt like the whole uh, pilot getting snipped off the shuttle was a test. It felt like a simulation or something. Yeah, it did. It felt. Don't like know that. if that was the case because uh, you know this ship is full of mystery, right? Especially um, its captain. What were your thoughts on the captain of the ship? Um, I liked him. He um. He wasn't too snarky, but he still has a, you know, you can tell he's got a personality where he's very, he's a captain for a reason. He carries himself like a captain. Yes. Um, and I, I didn't know who the captain was, you know, going into the show. I didn't look at the casting. I didn't look at any of that stuff. And I thought he was cool. And, and he obviously wasn't telling her everything. You could tell that. <laughs> right. She could tell that. Yeah. You know, and it was just, uh, it was an interesting introduction to him. Yeah. Uh, Captain Gabriel 
Lorca, I think that's his name. Yeah, something. Played by Jason Isaacs, yeah. who's uh, Harry Potter fame. Right. Played, um, what's his face, his dad? I, I don't call to you. Um, Draco Malv. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he's in the Harry Potter films and he, yeah, he played Lucas Malfoy, which was, uh, that little shit's dad. Yeah. Little blonde guy. <laughs> Draco, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But he's been in lots of movies, The Patriot. Oh, and yeah. Things like that. I mean, he's been, he's a, been around a long time. Yes. Yes. So he's got some chops. It was really cool to have him cast. And yeah, his, his captain character is very, um, Warrior-like, not warrior-like, uh, warlike, right? Yeah, he's very, very military as yes. opposed to explorer. Yeah. Um, he definitely knows that, you know, he he expresses that, you know, hey, we're at war. And he expects people to take that seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and he's not going to um, tolerate anything less than that. Yeah. I, I think going back to the cafeteria scene or the mess hall scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very, it's just more good build up for Michael as a character. You know, she walks in, she sees someone she knows. She greets them by name. That's right. Just ignores her and walks on. And everyone's looking at her like, you know, I forgot you're to such mention a traitor that. and all that stuff. And so then she sits down and yeah, the fight commences and stuff. Well, and, and that person she, she noticed from the um, Shinzu. Yeah. She had a. Um, uh, like an implant. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the scars and yeah, I mean, scar so, I mean, that whole battle. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and everyone blames her for that. Yeah. So it was just, it was powerful to watch her have to walk in there. Exactly. And encounter, you know, that kind of look and the judgment and the stares. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, and before she meets the captain, you know, she gets up to the bridge, which is a beautiful bridge. Yeah. Who's in the captain's chair? Saru. Our boy. Saru. Yeah. Who's now first officer? He's now first officer, and uh, they switched ranks. Switched well, ranks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, took her job. <laughs> Take yeah. my job. Yep. Um, <laughs> South Park, but uh, yeah. And so yeah, he was there. Uh, so it's great to see that he's still going to be around. Yeah. Um, obviously, and uh, she goes to see the captain. Goes through the whole thing. Why am I here? And he's going to put her to work. You know, I, there's no freeloaders on the ship. You know, you're gonna I'm you're gonna, gonna work. You something. Yeah, you're gonna have something to do. Yeah, you know, while you're here. I like and, the uh, fortune cookies he offered her. Yeah, and he he, she it, wouldn't take it. He said it was a family business hundred yeah. years ago. He's like, oh, it's making a comeback now. Yeah, so I was like, uh, that's neat. And they looked very, very good. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I always thought that if you just crumble them up and put them in a bowl of milk, oh yeah, it'd probably be some really good cereal. It'd be dangerous. But I've never done that. I always I've talked about that for years. You need to get on that fortune cookie cereal. Fortune cookie cereal. There you go. Right. Put some marshmallows with it. Yeah, yeah, it might work. Oh, man. But he's a he's a collector. Yeah. He's got um I think he's got a skeleton of a um Gorn. Uh-huh. Tribbles. You can hear them uh purring yeah. or whatever yeah. they do. There's a lot of cool nods to yeah. what we've seen before and um yeah, he's a very serious guy, but he's also kind of laid back. He has like a unique problem with his eyes, which I, I'm sure they'll get into it more. But he said, "Excuse the lighting. It's um, you know, it's dark in his quarters, and it has to gradually get lighter for right. his eyes to adjust." He has to have a transition. Yeah, that bothered me a little bit. Did it? And the only reason it did is because they didn't really revisit it later on. Right. You know, he'd go from one room to the next. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're on a view screen and you get a flash of light or something, is your captain incapacitated? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to give him some sort of, hey, 
he's got something going on type thing, I would have maybe picked something different. So again, maybe they'll explain it better in the future. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to write it off as just being dumb, but I was just starting to think about that, you know, as I was watching it. It's more of a way to introduce them all mysterious. Like he even said, like makes me more mysterious. it, It was a nice reveal. And I liked, I liked his quirks he had and he's like, no? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's get to business. And he's like, here we go. He so, tried yeah. to ease into that conversation and she wasn't having it. No. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. She's so good at, uh, she's a great actress. Yeah. She's so good at balancing that. Like, sometimes you like, she's a Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, she's a human. Obviously, yeah. physically, she's not a Vulcan. Right. But she has that, those mannerisms down. And she's really able to teeter-totter those two, you know, separate yeah. ways of living. Um, and she's conflicted. That's probably you know how she got into right. her predicament. She's just kind of um, I don't know, out of control. I don't know if you would say that. She's but... never ready to be a captain. That's for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I never know. They could falsify records or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's where after the second episode, I was very unsure mm-hmm. about her as how I felt about her as a character. Right. You know, I mean, she It's not a happy ending. It wasn't a happy ending, and I don't I don't care about happy endings as much, but I just thought, well, if she's going to be our our protagonist, she's going to have to do a lot of work. Mhm. You know, and I think this episode started to set that up. Earn back the respect yeah. and Yeah, she definitely um she's very curious. She she suspects a lot on the ship and she gets assigned um Quarters. Yep. And this is where we meet her roommate uh, Tilly, yeah. which is she's got quite a personality. She sure does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how she um, says she talks a lot when she's um, nervous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she uh, didn't want to tell Michael, but you know she was in her her spot, her side of the room. Yeah. And then she kind of played with his name, Mike. Her her name, Michael. That's and, where, yeah, they had that fun with it. I've never met a girl named Michael before. How about I call you Mickey or something? Yeah. And she's like, "How about you not?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really that was a really cool character. Really got a lot of quirks to it. Yeah. Um, it, it also shows that you know not everyone in the future lines up with each other. You know, right? She's, she's not everyone's all stoic and yeah. officer like. You know, I mean, exactly. she's a normal person, right? You know, she's just a cadet, and she, you know, she has high hopes for herself, but you know, she also realizes that she's got you know kind of a development issue, you right? Know, and her special needs. She even referred to that, right? You know, and so that was I thought that was very interesting, which is like a first, yeah. Really, I mean, they're really tackling right. so much in this uh, show. I think they're really trying to invite. All walks of life yeah. to see it. And um, yeah, she's like allergic to all these uh, materials. Yeah. She's very, very sensitive to all that. Yeah, and um, she's certainly, it's not that she has a learning disability or anything like that. I no. mean, she's obviously smart, but I mean, she has a social, mm-hmm. almost a social disorder right. to a degree. And so it was just interesting to kind of watch how that fleshed itself out. Right. And I know. mean, she looks human. She could be another species. We yeah. don't know. We I mean, don't know. But yeah, she, uh, never know, pitting her <laughs> with our angry. Human slash Vulcan. Yeah. yeah. It was just... Uh, exactly. I, I thought the playoff of, of that was fun. That was really cool. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Michael gets assigned... Um, I think she gets signed to engineering or the yeah, science division of the ship. Yep. Uh, meets the uh, the doctor in charge, played by, um, I think, Anthony Rapp. He comes off as a dick to me. Yeah, um, total. I'm like, dude, take it down a notch. Uh, I think his acting was pretty good. Uh, you know, I... I it was kind of chopping parts. Uh, I'm sure they're still, you know, trying to get their characters yeah. down. Um, but he is a good actor. He is. Yeah. And he really, uh, you really, 
uh, felt uh, more on his on his side, I guess, or you understood him more as the show went on. Right. Cause at first I wanted to see him in an airlock, which, <laughs> which, but I'll tell you what though, that's a testament to the actor. Right. Right. You know, because he did his job and making you think that, Oh boy, this guy's a douchebag, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, you, his big scene where he kind of discussed his motivations and how he came to be mm-hmm. that, uh, answered a lot of questions for me, for him. Right. Yeah, I looked at him a little bit differently after that. Yeah, this whole show is a ripple effect of yeah. what... Uh, maybe that's why the first two episodes, even though they're like a prologue, mm-hmm. they had to be um, you know, given to us that yeah. way because it, it really they starts a whole up ripple the stage, effect. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, so she... There's a lot of mystery going on. He's got these particles on his shoulder. He brushes off um, when he meets her. And she's, yeah, like, she's like, what the heck is yeah. that? Yeah. So she does some really... Um, <laughs> Uh, unique uh, investigating, very smart. She <laughs> gets um, Tilly's because um, you have to have yeah this uh, door, this hatch that he came from. It's like you have to, it's like a breathalyzer type of security yeah. So instead system. of like a you know optic mm-hmm. you know thing where you know you do an eye thing uh, yeah. up there, you know you you blow into it yeah you know and it's like a breath analysis or breath <laughs> identification. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Reading traces of Vanaka. Um, yeah, yeah. She uh, gathers Tilly's um, uh, drool, which is kind of gross. But yeah, she even she was even grossed out by it. But she was desperate. Yeah, and then she got some kind of um, air aerator thing. Yeah, uh, just some sort of aerosol type. Yeah, you know, that maybe just pushes air out and just shot it on the shot it onto it clever. using her. Yeah, yeah, using uh, Tilly's stuff and poof, got access. Yeah, and it's like a whole um, uh, garden, or they're it growing looks, these bugs, right? Right, they're growing these bugs, and it's you know there's a lot of um, you know green, some you know trees, brushes, that sort of thing, and you know it looks like kind of a haven for these yeah. space bugs, right? You know, and so she kind of leaves there, and you know the impression that they're weaponizing something biological, and um, she was obviously very concerned. The doctor, played by Anthony Rapp, he is contacting his um, friend, who's another scientist. Right. They're on the USS Glenn, which is a sister ship to the Discovery. They're about ready to test their new warp drive, I guess, with these bugs, which later on we get more and more... um, More detail around, yeah. We find out that the USS Glenn had a terrible accident. Everyone died. They decide to get an away team together, and um, Michael joins them. They get to the Glen. We get to see another. The captain directed ship. that Michael joins them. Yeah, that's true. And no one yep. wanted Michael to go. <laughs> he asks Saru, um, "Like, what do you what do you think?" Yeah. <laughs> Mutiny aside, she's a the best officer, officer, smartest officer, or whatever yeah. that he's ever encountered in Starfleet. Right. You know? And so, yeah, he. Uh, he told her earlier in the show about how he was disappointed, you know, and finds her dangerous. Finds and... her dangerous, and she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she legitimately is dangerous. You know, I mean, you can't. That's not how you do things in Starfleet. You right. know, the way she did it in Episode One and Two, and you know, I mean, she may have been the one of the best first officers, but uh, she was not ready for that stuff. No, no. So yeah, his his signing off on her, so to speak. Yeah. You know, meant volumes, I think, to the captain. Mm-hmm. And so, well, yeah, away so, team. <laughs> yeah. 
He has such a powerful statement to her when they first met up again, and he was saying he's going to do a, a better job protecting his captain than she did. Yes. So yeah, he's really um, he's not know. letting her off the hook. No, no, he's he's yeah, he can stand up to her more than he's he being could. cordial, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. Gives her a blueberry, you know. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, it, that was a really cool scene. It was casual, like eating blueberries, and you can tell they had a relationship, and they still yeah. have a respect for each other. But he still wasn't letting her off the hook. Yeah. Through his through his words, you exactly. know, and uh, which made me like the character more. Mm-hmm. You know, it was sure. just really cool. So yeah, we get the away uh, mission going there with um, traveling to the Glen, and then we get more um, details about uh, the doctor, the scientist. Um, you know, whose friend just passed away in the the USS Glen. Yeah, basically saying that he and his friend were they're scientists. Know. They're not Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Starfleet basically took them and forced them to do their research for Starfleet. And then separated them them so they could do it faster. And yeah, so I mean, he's a lot of his anger comes from, you know, that's not how their vision looked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this wasn't supposed to be a Starfleet thing. And, you know, he's looking for truth in things in the universe. And Starfleet's looking for technology and they're looking for, you know, so. Yeah. I I started to feel some of his anger a little bit, you know, after that speech. It was yeah. very well delivered. It's like, wow, it's really all on her. You know, she started this. It was going to start yeah. either way. You know? It was. Um, but yeah, she, you know, she says she her intentions weren't to stay on the ship. She just mm-hmm. wants to serve her time. And he, you know, said that, well, if um, the captain wants you on the ship or, you know, yeah. put you to work, like he wants you for more than, you know, just what you want to right. do. Um, so yeah, they get to the Glen and... You know, they land the shuttle inside, which looks really great. Yeah. I mean, man, it was really, again, movie quality effects. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then we get kind of like a horror movie. We do. Um, it's like it reminded <laughs> me of, um, geez, what's that show? Uh, Walking Dead? Or... No, it was um, it was a space show. I don't remember. Doom? It, no, it was. Oh, um, a show show? It was, it was a movie and Sam Neill was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Yeah, okay. It had a little you. bit of a vibe of that going yeah, on for a little bit. Stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. And before that happened, one little detail I liked was just the commander was told the pilot, you stay with the ship. Yeah. Just that little tiny little detail. Yeah. You know, knows that, you know, she knows her stuff enough to know that they may need a hasty retreat. And so, you know, we're not going to leave the shuttle by itself. And, <laughs> you know, I just, just those little tiny touches and details to me, I think, make you know, it makes a lot. But yeah, they're... Uh, they come across all these bodies that were just completely disfigured and like twisted, twisted and malformed, and um, everyone was dead. Found a Klingon blade. Yep. Saw some dead Klingons. You know, and then poof, we hear something. Yeah, and they examine the bodies to determine, um, you know, what was done with the technology versus was there a correlation there? Right, and they did find one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, you hear the you hear something. Yeah. And then uh, we stumble upon a, a door that can't shut. Yeah. Because there's a leg. <laughs> God. Just the bottom half of a leg. Yeah. Keeping that thump, shuttle thump. or keeping that door from, from shutting. <laughs> like an elevator. Yeah. Not being able to shut and right. stopping on a leg. You know, but then poof, we see this Klingon appear. <laughs> and so- it was just so random and weird. And he's like, shh. <laughs> Poof, creature. Yeah. Klingon dead. Well, until everyone's just, running. 
too. Oh, yeah. She's just bringing it, you know, she's like, you in the shadows, get out. Like, yeah. She wasn't like scared or anything. No, yeah. I mean, she probably was, but yeah, it was funny when he shushed her. Yeah. Michael goes, did he just shush you? And yeah. he got taken away. <laughs> and then poof, he's dead. That was, <laughs> yeah. And then this creature's like, uh, a lot of mystery with this creature, and we're going to see more of it. I know we yeah. are. Um, but it looked like it had some kind of like electrical uh, workings inside, uh, organic. It was very unique. Mm-hmm. I, and that's why I liked it. I'm like, you know, this this is just, uh, it's very cool looking. Yeah. You know? So and uh, you know they they had they still have to get the um, uh-huh. the data because that's why they had to go to the Glen in the yeah. first place because the data is trying to recover by, the yeah yeah it's protected by a shield for some reason yeah. so yeah they find some uh, weird looking equipment uh, you know uh, the scientist tells them to grab it and they collect all the data meanwhile the creature's trying to break into yeah. where they're at and. Um, I loved when um, uh, Michael went up to uh, access the doors to get out of there, and it was jammed. Yeah. And then the security officer said, uh, "Hold on" or something, and she just started, started zapping it. it. Yeah, trying to fry it. That was really cool. Yeah, like she's like she's um, ballsy. And, I like uh, her character a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know Michael gets down there and it's like, "Give me a phaser," and they're like, "We don't give him the yeah," because there's not gonna be enough time for yeah. her to burn that door open before that thing gets in there. She's like, "I'm not trying to kill him; I'm just trying to piss it off." And then she like shoots it a few times. Yeah, they give her a phaser and yeah, shoots it, and it worked. Yeah, that's what she said or something. Yeah, shit, that worked. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Oh, yeah. this is streaming. This yeah. is uh, yeah, we can say shit. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, because she." Before she decided to do that, she's like, "Well, these ships are the same, right?" Mm-hmm. And she could figure out where the the um, Jeffrey's tube. Yes, yep. exactly. And and then she started reciting Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, which was really cool. I thought yeah. a very unique uh, touch there. And so, yeah, the uh, she provides a distraction enough for the team to get out and get to the right. shuttle while this creature went after her. So she is the one who was willing to sacrifice herself so that crew could get out of there. That was terrifying. And it wasn't that she wanted to sacrifice because she <laughs> no. was trying to escape still. No, she's still trying, yeah. But yeah. she knew that that was the risk. Yeah. You know, and very well done on her part. And they locate her and then she drops down just in time out of the tube and the creature's like right there. Yeah, she told him to keep the uh, top hatch open so yeah. she could just drop in. She did. Go. Does an awesome yeah. plant and yeah. she just looks up. The Go. superhero landing almost. It was great. Yeah. I mean, that's... Um, and they escaped. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. Hey, I'm all for track having um, action like that, and yeah. you know, as long as it's still got a story to it, you know, it's not just stupid popcorn. Yeah, it fun. wasn't just all action for mm-hmm. that show. You no. know, there was a good blend in that episode really three good. in yeah. particular. Yeah, of of um, you know character development and action. Right. You know, and in a lot of those action scenes, there was character development happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's something that doesn't always happen in action scenes. Right. You know, and in and, and this one, it worked. And it just brought a whole new um, uh, format to the show. You know, the first two episodes are pretty concrete, you know, yep. with what happened. Lots more questions rose from the show, you know, yeah. lots of mystery. Um, you know, yeah, in the end, uh, they get back to the ship and... Um, the captain offers her a position, and she doesn't want to take it. She says, "Nope, hit so, the bricks." Yeah, so they he convinces her by 
telling her finally because she thinks he's making a weapon. Right. And she doesn't want to be a part of that. She's yeah. already killed people. Yeah, right. She doesn't want to kill anybody else or at least be responsible for something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. He shows her he shows her what they're actually working on. Yeah. You which know, I'm still trying to get my brain wrapped around it. It's, yeah. These uh, things are supposed to be able to enhance their warp and to be able to, you know, take people to different parts of the galaxies and almost blinks of an eye, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so he puts her in this room and shows different places. Romulus, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and Doria, um, pretty cool stuff, you know? And so she was then convinced that, you know, well, this isn't something, this isn't a weapon, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and she takes the fortune she cookie, takes the fortune cookie. <laughs> and yeah. here we are. It's like these bugs are like a web. Yeah. Uh, throughout space and of energy and it's just and they're trying to convert that and yeah and it's very dangerous because we saw what happened with the glenn that scientist's friend the other scientist his his whole face was twisted yeah, and was, his ribs were hanging out oh, of his man. back i mean you Yikes. see that yeah. yeah that was it's terrifying gross but yeah hopefully they'll work out the kinks uh they'll right. have to they'll have to otherwise that'll be a big short shock. series yeah it's like you know this whole cast are right. gone <laughs> But yeah, they have these, um, what do they call them, black alerts or whatever? Black um, alerts, yeah. And do you think that's so the uh, bugs can kind of um, coat the ship in themselves and then disappear? Kind of like... Well, uh, yeah, I, and I don't know if it was just that they were having what? to contain that or something. Because the way I read it, or oh. read it, looking at it was, they did the black alert, power was down, almost. Mm-hmm. And with no power, they lose their juice. They turned to water and disappeared. Oh, so they were killing them off. The That's, ones that maybe escaped. Escaped and it wasn't right. Yeah. That makes sense because I didn't know what that That's meant. That's how I looked at yeah. it. I, I mean, I'm sure that we're going to get more of that. I didn't know if like the ship couldn't do that, couldn't warp with them unless it was all engulfed at one point, right. like these certain moments. So that makes sense. So, yeah, because yeah, they evaporated. So that's probably what they were doing. Yeah. Just, they just got out of the the area and... Um, yeah. Um, Tiger got loose. Yeah, really. Down. <laughs> really. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, that um, I think uh, pretty much leads us to uh, the end of the show, yeah. although it does reveal uh, a, a new guest on the ship. Um, yeah. That I was like, what's going on? Why would we why would we do this? Yeah. <laughs> he loves to the captain loves to click. Things. Yeah, he likes uh, he likes pets. Yeah. So we got a new big pets, new puppy on the ship. Here, kitty, kitty. Yeah, that's what he said. The same monster that was chasing him on the Glen. So, yep. Um, we're gonna, according to the preview, yeah. I think that's gonna play a central figure in the next episode. It is. It is. It sure is. And then, yeah, we get to see the uh, Discovery Warp. Yeah, which was really cool. I'm ready for more. I know. Me too. It's been um a long time coming. Yeah. Like I said, twelve years. You know, to the point where. I was convinced we probably wouldn't have one for a long, long time, if ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? But uh, here we are, and uh, three episodes in. Like I said, I did enjoy the first two immensely, mm-hmm. I, and of course, visually, I couldn't have been happier with the show. But you know, with um, the decisions Michael makes as a character, and you know, I'm thinking, boy, she's just—it's just she's almost too much of a rogue, mm-hmm. you know. But her penance and her acceptance of the fact that she just did complete wrong you know and and then starts to kind of make some of those amends we'll see if she's still like that in the future but it was a this this is the show the third episode is what just sold me is like all right let's just bring it you know this is awesome so again 
I'm hoping it gets enough viewers because this will be an expensive mistake. Yeah, and we could suffer from it. And if, yeah, if a mistake this expensive happens... It's like, thanks for choosing this show. When's our next Star Trek? <laughs> right. Probably right. not in my lifetime, Well, because I'm 93. <laughs> my money would be on Netflix for a backup, and I, I hope there is a contingent plan. Cause, Hopefully, uh, yeah. I mean... Look, I really think All Access is worth the money. Um, yep. Even though uh, you know I pretty much just got it for the show, but there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. on there. And I was happily surprised when I was browsing through yeah, it because yeah. before I even watched the first episode, I just kind of poked around a little right. bit, and yeah, it was pretty sweet. And you can watch these episodes anytime you want. Yeah. And like I said, After Trek, really good show. Yeah. It dives into what I'm going to watch saw. the first one tonight. Yeah, it's it's really it's really good. It comes on live after the initial. Um, uh, oh, debut of the recent episode and then uh and then after that it, it goes into uh storage so yeah you can watch they keep it, it there yeah so yeah it, it's really it's really cool and uh, i'm really i'm digging the show the third episode really helps kick it in i think right i i hope uh they have a good um layout i think they do because you know they, they delayed it long enough you mm-hmm. know to raise all these mysteries i hope there's right. a good payoff you know it's not just kind of like oh that's yeah all with the delays they it. had time to tweak whatever they wanted mm. to tweak so i'm hoping that we get that level of quality because of the at least it, give us something from the delay right you know so hopefully it's good quality and so far it is right and we got an introduction to um spock in a way that was one scene we didn't talk about but uh when michael decided to stay she uh, she was talking with tilly and um Tilly noticed there was a book uh, Michael had. It right. was Alice in Wonderland. And she said her foster mom used to read it to her. And uh, Tilly is like, oh, what was her name? And she goes, Amanda. Yeah. So there was uh, a lot of cool Easter eggs there. And yep. she said that, you know, they were both the only humans, I guess, on Vulcan yeah. or maybe in their area. So they could relate to that story. And she used to read it to her and her son, mm-hmm. which I'm like, oh, my God. That's Spock. Spock. Yep. And Spock later on in the movies quoted Shakespeare yeah. literature itself. Oh, yeah. So I really like that Easter egg, and I think that's what they were doing yeah. with her quoting Alice in Wonderland. That yeah. was just uh, it was very unique. So uh, the writing seems to be very smart. It's produced well. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's really trying. You know. Yeah. Um, it nothing felt forced. No. No. You know, you watch a new show sometimes, and then sometimes it takes a few episodes just to kind of get mm-hmm. rolling. You know. But as far as the cast goes and the look and the feel, I mean, they hit the ground running. Yeah, they did. You know, they. I mean, I didn't have to wait for the third episode for her to start acting like a different character. You yeah. Know, I mean, she's she's the same, you know, and she's very consistent and um, very high quality. I, I mean, honestly, it's better than what I thought we were going to get. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I mean, I knew we'd get something cool. But dang. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think with this show being serialized, you have to explore these concepts you introduce. Whereas yeah. in the other shows, a lot of concepts are introduced with characters, but they're kind of, some are uh, touched on again and some are not. They kind right. of swept under the rug, you know. Or they're not touched on again for a long time. Right. Right. You know, and um, what was Quark's brother's name? Nog. Yeah. You know, well. It's been 29 episodes. Let's do another Nog one. You know, yeah, so I mean, yeah. you know, you're it's just stuff that you could put off, do and whatever. And, and on this one, they're going to have to keep advancing, you know. And, yeah. Which is cool. Which is good. It makes them stick to yeah. what they, they created. Um, little spoiler here. Michelle Yeoh, I think we'll we'll see more of her somehow, some way. 
Oh, because if you Maybe go to flashback type that's sequence, my, I'm guessing unless yeah. IMD, IMDb's got it wrong, and they could, but she's listed well, as 14 episodes. They're not wrong too often. Yeah, so I don't know because she was left on that ship. Yeah, we don't know if um, that's true. I don't know. And it was a very quick look mm-hmm. at that quote-unquote death. And her skills in real life, maybe she's going to be like a winter soldier to the Klingons. <sighs> you got me thinking now. It's possible. Oh, darn it, Josh. <laughs> but that's what I like about this. They set up the whole season like yeah. 15 episodes. I mean, they're still filming, but we got 15 set episodes. Yeah. And honestly, I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with fewer episodes as long as it as works As long as good. it's quality yeah. and it, it continues. Yeah, because I think the how you know things are now, I think we need to adapt programming to be that way. You know, you don't have all that time for twenty episodes and all this and that. And yeah, and my biggest complaint of the entire thing, and it's something that legit just ticks me off, is that with the crap on network TV today, mm-hmm. why isn't this on network TV? Yeah, I don't mind paying for all access at all. Right, you know, I, I enjoy the service, but. I mean, there is so much on TV that is insanely inferior to what mm-hmm. we've seen in three episodes. You know, so, you know, is it part of the business model to drive? That's a risk. Yeah, it is. You know, and and you have a, it's an easier bet to do it on, on the network itself. So hopefully CBS has a, their eye on the right prize, and hope so. And we'll see. Literally, we'll right? You're right. You know, <laughs> the eye. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's nice yeah. they have faith in Star Trek, but I hope they don't also have, uh, you know, like oh, we can just use that for an ex- a you know, platform. Excuse, like right, oh, yeah. it failed because of that. They, right? They didn't. They weren't good enough. But yeah, uh, when you have, I mean, at one time they had what what three four CSI shows. Like I think we could have a little Star Trek. Yeah, It'd be nice. Uh, you know, it hasn't been since the '60s since it's been on network television. Yeah, like, I mean, you know. you know, when they started coming out with CSI Bismarck, I think that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CSI Bismarck in North Dakota. He was wearing yeah, clogs. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really cool. Right. Yeah. Cue the who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I could be wrong. I don't know all the details, but I think after a few episodes are aired on All Access, CBS may air those uh, like one special occasion. Oh. So. Yeah, I don't mind, like you said, I don't mind paying for the all-access. I mean, I like commercial-free. That's great. Yeah. It just sucks that a lot of people um, won't, probably won't be able to see the show. And maybe they, you know what? Uh, it actually became a uh, high-pirated show. Oh, well, so, that's a good sign. And if you have relatives overseas, you may be able to get their Netflix access. Right. Not, I'm not saying you should do that, but, right, but hey, if you I, did. Would, I want you to see it. I want it out reasons. there. I mean, yeah. no kidding, because it's... Uh... It is high quality, you know. I mean, as much as I do love Star Trek, I mean, you know, I provided, I, I had some criticisms of what we've already seen. Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be as objective as I can. I mean, I'm, I'm already predisposed to love Star Trek, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a, uh, if it's not quality, you know, I'm going to talk about it. it's not being quality, you yeah. know. But so far, I just, I'm enjoying it. Oh man, it's great. I just, I want, I want it to keep going, keep the intrigue going. You know, I don't yeah. want it to. Uh, and I think that's. Um, Hopefully, with these 15 episodes, you're not going to get a lot of uh, filter episodes, you know, no. or filler episodes, I mean. Right. You know, in, just... in just seeing the previews for the next episode, it's like, oh, geez, more. It's very action-packed. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like rescuing people, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. They brought the holograms back. Uh-huh. Which, you know, I 
I like, but again, I'm like, uh, I don't know if we need holograms, but okay, whatever. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, that's yeah. probably expensive to do. So if they have to cut anything, right? Let's, let's cut that. Let's get the view screens back on. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving it, and yeah, I hope uh, everyone out there loves it too. And yeah, go get all access yep. or Pick find a friend. You know what? Pair up with somebody. Yeah. Split the bill. It's worth it. And come back and listen to our show. Yeah. We're going to geek out again about this. Yeah. So, next uh, week. Yeah. Exactly. So. Just to plug our other show, Field of Geeks yep. podcast, we can be reached on all social media, Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, fieldofgeeks.com. Steve's got a great comic blog, which I think you may have a review on yeah. some of these shows. Yeah. Um, I started on the first two. And uh, I'll do a recap of the third and sure. pump it out there and probably do, try to do one a week on it. Excellent. But, yeah. Excellent. That's stevescomicblog.com. Yep. I'm also um, reviewing the latest issue of Detective Comics, uh, The Return of Tim Drake. Ooh, very good. Awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Good times that. we live in. Yeah, well, he's one of my favorite characters. So That's great. That's great. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, join us again. We'll be back next week. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Live long and prosper. Huh.